When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Johnny McFarlane and today I'm joined by the Sunday Mail sports writer Scott McDermott. On the pod today, well, it's all about Scoopy. Rangers took on the Macedonians in what was Stephen Gerrard's first game in charge. Scott, what did you make of the performance? 2-0, good result, but the performance? Uh, result was okay, Johnny. I think Stephen Gerrard and the Rangers supporters would have obviously no, have liked a 3-0 even a 4-0 if possible just to just to put the tie to bed basically before going over to, to Macedonia on Tuesday but the result was ok 2-0 should be should be fine for them to, to go through um, performance not so much um, I think Stephen Gerrard's demeanour post-match last night kind of summed it up and no, he was honest enough in his assessment by calling it satisfactory, but but no more. Um, and listen, Stephen Gerrard's no daft. You, you can tell that he he will have been far from uh, pleased with that performance, even at this stage of the season, even this early. He knows there's still massive amounts of work to be done there. Um, but I think there, there, there will have been various things that he wasn't happy about. In the first half... Despite even all, no, most of the ball, no, all the territory uh, against a team that, no, are really there for the there for the taking. Well, how would honest. you how would you characterise their quality? Would you say championship level? I would, yeah. I mean, you you said that earlier. Like I think Scottish championship, yeah, not English championship. No, no yeah, I would, I would say so. I'd say a, I'd say a kind of middle of the road Scottish championship club. No, maybe like a Falkirk or a. Queen of South, something like that. I mean, that was that was probably about their standard. If that, to be honest, um, it should have been more comfortable for Rangers. I say, I know they had a lot of the ball, dominated, um, played most of the game in the the scoopy half, but there was just a slackness, a sloppiness. I don't think Rangers were as sharp as Gerard would have wanted them to be. I thought they were careless in possession at times. There's obviously a couple of guys namely Candias and Windas that he's trying in different positions. Um, that didn't work at all last night. Um, I thought it was a tough night for Ross McCrory in there, and I'm not being critical of the young boy because it's a, a lot of responsibility on his shoulders to be the to be that midfield anchor man and be the guy that go and, uh, goes and dictates play and dictates a game. No, the way Scott Brown does for for Celtic, he's obviously got all the experience behind him. It's tough to ask a young a young kid to get in to get and do that. And I thought, particularly in the first half, again Gerard touched on this post match. In the first half, McCrory 
was getting too excited, too over-enthusiastic, felt he had to go and win every ball, had to go and tackle everything, had to go and retrieve every ball. But by doing that, he was leaving gaps in behind him. He, in that position, you're there to control the tempo of the game, to dictate the game, make sure there's no spaces between the centre-backs and the midfield. But he was getting caught out, and he wasn't doing the, the job that Gerard had him in there for, but I think at half-time that changed, they settled down a wee bit, got on the ball more, made more simple passes just to keep Rangers ticking along, and he played better in the second half, um, but all of that kind of stuff contributed, Morelos up front had a poor game, missed a couple of chances again, Doesn't just doesn't look at it yet, and I thought, I actually thought middle to front, which ironically... We've all said that's the area where Rangers were strong in last season. I thought they struggled last night to to have they lacked creativity. Um, you no, know, struggled to break, you no, know, break a poor team down. And I think that will be the that will be the issue for Gerard when he when he goes and assesses it. You mentioned Alfredo Morelos, and obviously second season, there's no longer this excuse of here's a guy that's played consistently without a break for 18 months. He's gone away, he's recharged his batteries. You're expecting a guy with the added experience that he's built up over the last season to be firing all cylinders when he comes yeah. out there after what was a decent debut season. But once again, there's this issue with him where he doesn't have that cool, cold-headed composure in front of goal that any Rangers number nine is going to require Scott now everyone says quite rightly look physicality pace power he's got decent movement he causes defenders nightmares because he never he never gives up a lost cause but can he be a Rangers number nine a good Rangers number nine and be the focal point of this attack when his finishing is the way it is because he misses chance after chance and last night there was no absolute guilt-edge chances, yeah. but ultimately there was four or five that on another day you would say he should have done better with. Listen, even even though we agree that Morelos isn't a, an instinctive, natural finisher, no, finishing is still something that you can work on every day and you can get better at. He scored enough goals last season to suggest that he can, um, he can be an asset to you as a, as a centre-forward. Last night where he struggled was holding the ball up you know, as that lone striker. Now, he's he's done that pretty well on occasion for Rangers, particularly when he first came in. But the latter part of last season, it, you know, his game dipped badly and I think we're seeing that again, you know, these kind of first couple of games, even though it's only it's only been two games against Bury and then, and then last night. But he's got to improve his hold-up play. Um, he's got to improve his touch. His his attitude doesn't look great. No, there's still about a mumping and moaning. And he got booked he got last booked, night for dissent. Booked last night again. He wanted to get involved with the keeper at a, a, a set piece. He just doesn't look the same young, hungry guy who came in at Rangers last season and just looked as if he was going to you know, explode onto the onto the scene with with a barrel load of, of goals, but. It's a big time for Morelos in his career, and, and if you no, know, if you're his advisors, you would you'd be saying to him, look, you're going to need to knuckle down here and 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 you no know, get your game back because Gerard isn't going to settle for performances like last night. For centre forward, he's already brought 
Umar Sadiq in from Roma, who you'd expect to play a, a big part, even though he's he's young as well. I believe Gerard will want another striker in before the end of the window. I think he'll want somebody with a, a bit more a bit more experience. Not much because I think the the guy he'll, he'll want no, and they've been linked to him is obviously Solanke at, at Liverpool. Um, when I look at the qualities he's got, the fact that Gerard knows him for Liverpool, the fact that there's an there could be an opportunity there to take him in loan, should Liverpool get the players in uh, that they want before the window shuts, I think Solanke will be the guy he wants. And if you've got Solanke and Sadiq in the door, albeit on loans, Morelos could suddenly be a third-choice striker. So he's went from being the £8 million man last season to third choice and that's no that's no good for his for his career so he's got, his forum's going to need to take, a, take an upturn pretty quickly Anyone who ever considers why clubs accept big offers in Rangers positions just yeah. need to look at this Morelos situation because at the moment what would you say his value is? Maybe £3 million? If that on, on the performance last night even less than that I would, I would suggest And they've turned down eight and you have to say at that point that was looking about his value yeah um i suppose the question is if those players come in solanke comes in you've already got sadiq in the door and he does go down the pecking order where, where does his career go from there is it is it maybe a loan out because rangers can't maximize the value that, well, that it's he's up, worth it's up to him because what you would like to think would happen is that he would look at Sadiq and Solanke coming in as real proper competition, but at the same time, you no know, realise that they're only that they are loan players. He's the signed striker on a big long term contract at Rangers. So you would like to think he would react positively and say, you know what, I'm going to. I don't care who these guys are or where they've came from. I'm going to go and compete with them and prove that I should be the number one striker. That's the attitude that he should have. But. The flip side of that is, does he think, no, I'm not rated here, the manager obviously doesn't like me anymore, no, I, I'm, I'm going to go and loan to Turkey or you know, back to South America or wherever, um, and I'll, I'll apply my trade over there and then I'll see what happens with my contract. And, no, that that would be the wrong the wrong step, I think, for Morelos. We've always said he needs competition. This is... The chance, if he believes, you know, as a part of this Rangers squad, that the club is finally going places with, with, with Gerard coming in, then he's got to knuckle down and show the new manager what what, what he's got. He's still young, we, we appreciate that. He's still got a lot of learning to do, he's still got a lot of developing to do. But I, I genuinely believe Rangers is the right place for him to do that. And and I'm convinced that Gerard, you know, Michael Beale, Gary McAllister, whoever can work on his game and improve him and you know, get him back to an even better level than, than what he was when he came in uh, last season. But you know, the boy's going to need to knuckle down and, and work hard. And even if these guys do come in, um, he can't just throw the throw the towel in. In terms of the other players uh, and how they performed, Windass was one that caused, I think, a fair bit of consternation around Ibrox when he came off to a, a chorus of, well, I wouldn't say booze, but certainly... Uh, Discomfort with his performance. Yeah, they were cheering when he's when he's number went up, basically. Yeah, and obviously a lot of that was um, when Glenn Middleton came on. There was a lot of positivity around his his uh, introduction because Windass had been having a difficult game. Yeah. Playing on the right wing, 
What's your take on why Gerard would play him out there? Because he's, he's a player that's played all around that front uh, three. He's played centrally, he's played wide, he's even played in number 10. What is his best position and can he find that at Rangers? Or is he a conundrum that, that Rangers can't unlock? Well, he's certainly a conundrum. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he's, he's becoming a bit of a... A bit of an enigma, obviously, and Gerald's got to solve that problem pretty quickly. Um, Stephen Gerald says he, he rates Josh Windass. He's obviously looked at him in pre-season. Um, he spoke about you no know, believing that, that, that Windass will be a big, a big player for Rangers. And you no, know, you look at his numbers last season, as we've spoken about many a time, and it's hard to argue. You no, know, in, in a poor Rangers team, Josh Windass's goals and assists. Um, was were pretty good. Um, for the first time, probably I feel for Winda slightly because he is stuck in that that right wing. Um, whatever the <coughs> reason, uh, and only Steven Gerrard and the the coaching staff really know. But for me, Gerrard's looked at him and thinks he can be a creative attacking force for Rangers. And in this system that, that he's played in these these first two games, he wants his front three staying up the pitch, basically, and wants them playing high up. Um, so he wants Windass to be part of that part of that three. I think he want eventually he wants that three to be pretty fluid um, and pretty pretty flexible. And he probably sees uh, Windass as a guy that can that can do that. It hasn't happened in these first two games. I don't think. Um, being stuck on that right flank particularly suits him. I mean, he's one of the quickest at the club, to be fair. So that might be another aspect that Gerrard's looked at and thought, right, he can, you know, in that kind of wide right position with his pace, he can he can cause a lot of problems for us. Um, me personally, I think Windass's best position is playing off the striker. You no, know, playing either as a number ten and a kind of three man midfield um, or. No, and I can have four four one one or whatever, three five one one, whatever it is. But just playing off the front, I think he's got to be given to get the best out of Josh Windass. He's got to be given freedom and license to go and express himself. Now, whether he's good enough to actually do that in this Rangers team at this level, i.e., you know, against your Aberdeen Celtics or in Europe or whatever, I'm not sure because I don't think. I, I was open about it last season. I didn't think he was as good as as people were people were making out. I think some of his performances were were, were overrated at times. Um, so again, it's a huge time for Windass because as much as Gerard might have uh, you know, looked at him in Spain in pre season and thought I've got a player in my hands, no, I don't think uh, I don't think the manager will be uh, will be slow in, in changing that viewpoint if if Windass produces more performances like last night. Of course, we are looking at this from a point of view of having watched Windass for pretty much the last two years. Yep. Whereas Stephen Gerrard correctly has come in and said, clean slate, I want to have a look at everybody. And given the, the reputation Josh Windass has in terms of his talent, you'd imagine that he's going to training and, and performing pretty well. I think Gerrard's already s- suggested that. Yeah. Um, but these are the games where he will be judged because yeah. Gerard, I think, will be pretty unforgiving about guys that come in and don't perform. Yeah. So, as you say, it's massively important for Windass now that he kicks on in actual games because 
this is not a manager I don't think that's going to put up with uh, flittering in and no. out of games and also I mean I, I don't think Stephen Gerrard certainly won't be easily influenced by anyone let alone supporters but I think that will have just given Gerrard something to think about last night the fans reaction to Windass going off because I think you spoke to her about it after the game, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, um, but, but I just I think Gerard is clever enough to have you know, heard that reaction and that will have told him that this isn't a, that wasn't a 90 minute thing, that wasn't fans being frustrated at Josh Windass for one performance against Scoopy, that, that fan reaction was an indication of how the, the supporters felt about him last season. And I think Gerard will have looked at that and thought, well, like we've said before, right, a guy who performs really well in training looks the part, but when it really gets down to the nitty gritty. Can he can he produce for me? I think Gerald will just have thought about that fan reaction and thought, is this is this what I've got here? You know, is the, have the fans seen this before um, in terms of last season? Um, so listen, I mean, Windass, it's still very early days. Of course, he's got time to you know, prove himself to the manager, but. He's going to need to do it pretty quickly. No, there's there's new signings coming in. You mentioned Glenn Middleton. He's like a new signing. No, with these opening two kind of cameo performances for the bench. I think even in these two games, the the young boy has has cemented his place in Gerald's squad for this season certainly. But if he keeps going the way he's going, he will be challenging for one of those wide berths in the, the starting lineup. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Middleton started in Macedonia. No, that's such as the impact that he's that he's made. You've watched a bit of Glenn Middleton in your travels with yep. the Scotland under twenty one team yep. uh, and younger. What we've seen is that he's got a very very good quality in terms of final third, beating his last man, hitting the byline. Yep. You've seen a lot more of him, so the question I would ask is, what's he like defensively? What's he like in terms of you know a young player that's going to disappear from the game for long spells because. That's the difference, isn't it? It's fine coming yeah. on for ten minutes. It's hard to tell. Hard for me to say defensively. You no, know, when you watch youth games, Scotland under nineteens, and I mean it's difficult really to know about his work rate and you no know, tracking back, and because I mean it's at that you just feel as if at that level it's less about systems and stuff and um, formations and whatever. What what I would say is, having interviewed Glenn Middleton uh, a couple of times. And having kind of been in his company and, and spoke to coaches that have worked with him, his attitude is exemplary. I mean, really level-headed, intelligent, um, polite, grounded young boy who clearly has the right has the right attitude. Um, was so highly rated at Norwich coming through the system. What people need to realise is that. The only reason Glenn Middleton left Norwich was because there was a huge overhaul of, of that club in terms of a German coach coming in, a new director of football, um, changes at, at boardroom. The whole club changed and the people in charge made decisions on young players that they probably hadn't really hadn't really seen. They just wanted to go down a, down a different road. And no one was more surprised than Glenn Middleton or Graham Murty for that matter when Norwich decided to let him go. It was a... No, it was a great move by Rangers to get him get him up here, given his his reputation at that level. It's surprising to me now that Middleton wasn't given a chance last season, towards the end of last season, because I think he was good enough to, to come in and do what he's done in the last couple of games. But I now fully expect him 
as I say, certainly be part of Gerard's squad. Um, and if he keeps it up, keeps that attitude uh, that he's got, keeps producing you know, these type of performances that we've seen, albeit only against Buddy and, and Scoopy, um, but I think he can be honestly. I think he can be like a new a new signing for Rangers, which is which is brilliant for them. Yeah, what impressed me right towards the end, and this speaks to his character, is um, there was an, an incident at play, and once the ball went to play, uh, it was a corner, and I think he, he was directly responsible for about four or five corners yeah. once he came on. He whipped up the crowd. You know, yeah. he had the personality and yeah. the confidence in himself at nineteen to be going, Come on, like get behind yeah. the team. He's also the, sorry, the good thing I like of it, one of the things I like about him is that even at uh, eighteen I think he's only eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, um he's got a physicality about him. Now whether I, it seems to be that boys who grow up in England or grow up at English clubs seem to be more physical than than the Scottish boys that might that might be changing to be fair um, I might have changed in the last couple of years but he spent all his kind of youth career in England he's obviously come through the through the system at Norwich but he's not like a lot of young boys who have seen Rangers or Celtic or whoever for that matter no, they throw them into a game and they just look lightweight no, they look as if they're going to struggle to deal with that physical side of the game I think he's got that about him um, and that was tough for a Tough for any of the substitutes to come onto that game last night with the kind of pressure involved. It was only at 1 0, no, the crowd were starting to get the players' backs a wee bit because they knew they needed that second goal. For a young kid at that age to come on and not even feel his way into the game, but just instantly get up to the pace of the game and actually go and make an impact. I mean, he made more of an impact from wide than what Windass or, or Kandias had done for the previous 70 minutes or so. So that says a lot about him. And, and as I say, it wouldn't surprise... In Macedonia, obviously Scoopy are going to need to come out a bit. And, and no, Rangers will hope that that, that, that suits them. Um, so Gerard will want pace up front. Now, I know what we've said Windass is, is really quick, but so is Middleton. Um, and as I say, with that performance last night coming on, it wouldn't surprise me if Gerard just just threw him into that game on Tuesday. Well, we've touched on a success of the Gerard reign so far with Middleton, but I think we should also look at something that I would consider a tactical failure, which is uh, Daniel Candias as a converted central midfielder. For me, he was drifting out an awful lot to his natural position on the right-hand side. That was leaving a vacuum in the centre yep. of midfield, which totally was making it more difficult for Ross McCrory. And we've yep. already touched on, he was trying to do lots. Well, for me, part of that was because... He had to. Gerard, Gerard said that after the game last night. He said, no, it was critical of his first half performance, but the caveat to that was, no, it wasn't just about McCrory being ill-disciplined. It was because the people in front of him, yeah, Gerard actually said, I said the people in front of him, the people beside him, weren't doing their jobs properly, weren't pressing when they should have been pressing. And he, no, he must have been talking about Candias, and obviously Candias was the first guy that got hooked after you know, fifty odd minutes, I think, when when uh, Ryan Jack came on. So, no, that that experiment hasn't worked. We could probably, I could probably see why Gerard has maybe looked at Candias in pre-season and thought, I like this guy's attitude. He's got loads of energy. Um, he's decent technically, you no, know, de- decent on the ball. Maybe he could do a job for me in this in this role. But I think, no, he's looked at him against Burry. He's gave him another opportunity last night. 
I don't expect to see Daniel Kandias in that position again for Rangers, even that even this early. Ryan Jack came on and played well. Uh, Ovi Ajaria came on and did well. You've got Graham Dorans to come back. You've got uh, Lasana Koulibaly to come in. I would be amazed if Daniel Kandias ever plays that position again for Rangers after last night. I like Daniel Kandias a lot more than you do. I think that's <laughs> been established over the course of this, this podcast. But even I, a fan of him, feel that he's probably going to be second choice right winger for Rangers going forward. Is that going to be enough for a guy in his 30s who's come from Portugal or do you think he's someone that will uh, want to move on again? Again, it, I mean, it comes down to his attitude, but no, I, th- I think Kandia strikes me as the kind of guy that will just will appreciate being part of a successful squad. No, of course, he wants to play every week. Every player will want to play, but no, I, I think he'll feel as if he should. He'll feel as if he, he did enough last season to be Rangers' first choice and that, that right flank. And I, I don't doubt he'll probably be probably have been as surprised as anyone to be thrown into that midfield unfamiliar midfield role um, but no, listen when he sees the players no new signings coming in he sees all the changes that Gerard's making I think if he feels part of the squad and it feels as if he's got a part to play whether it be on the bench or starting then Candias will be, will be pretty happy, I mean he's, to be fair to him, his attitude has always looked has always looked pretty good Okay, well, we've talked a lot about the attacking third of the pitch, and to be fair, I think that's where Rangers had a lot of their problems last night. But moving backwards to the defence, there was three new players in that back four, and obviously a new goalkeeper as well, so it was pretty much a brand new defence. First of all, I'd like to just touch on John Flanagan, who I thought in the first half was absolutely excellent. Very, very solid, um, did his job well, got stuck in, and looked positionally sound as well. And I think you noticed some some comments between him and Gerard as the game was wearing on. Yeah, it was, I, I, I touched on this even after the Bury game. I just think with, with James Tavernier, you know, his natural game is obviously to bomb on and go and support and whip in crosses, you know, uh, being actually right-footed on that side. I think Flanagan's in the team to give Rangers that balance. Gerard doesn't want his two full-backs flying flying on I mean that that is so clear in, in these last two games it's really harsh on Declan John because I think we all, we'd all agree no he played well for Rangers last season he's been a good he's been a good addition people will look at last night and think well you're playing against Macedonians you should have two flying fullbacks going forward I mean we're attacking all the time no the, no Rangers have got loads of the ball but you need to appreciate Stephen Gerrard has identified right away when he ke- when he's come into Rangers that he has to tighten up at the back. And part of that, as I say, is the full-backs being more reserved, um, particularly Flanagan. At one point last night, I watched Gerrard on the touchline. Rangers had the ball, they were about to start another attack and he could see Flanagan you know, moving forward you know, closer to Jamie Murphy, just... No, gradually moving up the pitch and Gerard was screaming at him just telling him to sit, don't go any further he just wanted him to hold his position in case there was any breakaway or no, any kind of breakdown in Rangers, Rangers possession which might leave them leave them vulnerable and ultimately he got the clean sheet he wanted but I know we're saying that they should have scored more goals he'd have wanted more goals but he'd have been pleased with that clean sheet last night because 
that is his main aim. He recognises that Rangers' biggest you know, deficiencies last season were at the back. And I think it's only two games in. They've not played MD yet. But Goldson, Katic, Flanagan, along with McGregor behind them, looks a lot more solid than, uh, than it did at any point last season. And as I say, Harsham, Declan, John at the moment... I don't doubt Declan John will, will still have a big part to play for, for Rangers this season. But Flanagan has just given them that defensive solidity in the, the full-back areas that, that they didn't didn't have last season. This time last year we were quite impressed by Fabio Cardoso with his ability to bring the ball out from the back. But even then, even at the pro, in the progress game at Ibrox, we were starting to ask questions about his physicality. Yeah. I think Katic has got the same ability in terms of bringing the ball out but looks a much stronger physical yeah, unit. Does. And Look, he, for me, could be a player that Rangers could be looking at down the line to be making a big yeah. a big deal on. Certainly looks bigger and stronger than, than Cardozo. I think that's fair. Um, and as you say, I think... No, I don't think he'll be the best centre-half in the world in terms of coming out and, and playing, but he doesn't mind it. He doesn't, it won't phase him. He looks as if he's relatively comfortable um, at coming out. But as I say, more importantly... He looks solid beside Goldson. I don't think he'll take any chances. Even against Bury, which was a friendly, against a lower league English side, there was a couple of balls that played up the channel. He didn't try anything fancy. He just knocked it, knocked it into the main stand. That's what Rangers have been have been missing at the back. Um, what I would say is, though, he's still very young and... Gerard's called him a baby and he's called him raw and I think Gerard will know that no, it's a, it'd be a dangerous game at this stage to think, right, Goldson and Katic are my two centre-backs for the full season because with Katic at his age, he's going to make a couple of mistakes, his form's probably going to dip, and that's why they... they and it's going to take him time to acclimatise the Scottish football, which is completely different. Of course, and that's why they, they desperately need another centre-back, especially with Bruno, Bruno Alves going... Cardozo's still there, but he will eventually be be, be shipped out, obviously. Um, and it's why it looks as if they're in for, for Jake Cooper at, at Millwall. Um, and if the figures being bandied about for Cooper are correct, then I mean, you'd, I'd be amazed if you go spend £3 million on Jake Cooper not to play him, which suggests that either A, he's going to play with a back three, with Katic, Goldson and Cooper or Goldson is going to be his staple centre-back and Cooper and Katic will, will effectively fight it out for that, for that other place OK Scott, well um, we're getting to the stage where we're going to have to wrap things up so um, before I go I should ask how you feel this tie is poised 2-0 win is obviously a strong one in European football very rarely does that get overturned but occasionally it does I'm, I'm maybe... No, slightly more pessimistic than most about the about the two 0 Listen, it should be fine, and I, Rangers have clearly got enough. You no, know, you look at the performance last night to go and see them off over there. Um, you would expect Rangers to score and effectively kill the tie, but I don't like the two 0 scoreline against a team like that. Um, no, even after a one 0 against Progress last season. We said the same thing. They're not up too much. Rangers should have enough about them to go and see it see it out. They couldn't do that. Obviously, they've got the extra goal this time. As I say, no, I'm kind of 80% certain that everything should be fine. But 
Skopje is a difficult place to go. We've spoken about the heat. It'll be searing heat over there. Um, the Scoopy manager said last night, uh, so it was the their captain, said last night they're expecting a big a big crowd over there. Obviously nowhere near. I think um, the ground's like 6,000, isn't yeah, it? So. Uh, well, but listen, if that's full uh-huh. and it's... No, the temperatures are high. Any early mishaps for Rangers could leave yourself in a really difficult position. If you were to lose a goal, no, for a, no, for a set piece or a penalty or whatever in the first 20 minutes, you're putting yourself under real pressure over there. Squeaky bum time. Yep. But what I would say from that game last night, I thought Rangers' fitness showed in the last 10 minutes. Yep. 80 minutes on the Scoopy players were knackered and I think that was uh, defined by the fact that when the penalty was given away it was a lazy leg you know he he, he just chucked it in there he was absolutely shattered and these boys were having cramps and they were doing everything to waste time now that might tell especially in the heat and also Stephen Gerrard said last night Rangers won't use the heat as an excuse I I know I'm talking about it however Gerard's right in what he says. Rangers have trained in uh, kind of thirty degree heat the entire summer, even in Scotland, which is which is unusual with the, the summer we've had. So it shouldn't be an excuse. All I'm saying is, no, I think Gerard would just be sitting a little more comfortably if it, if it had been three 0 last night as opposed to two. And it almost certainly should have been because there was so many chances that were missed as well. And Rangers didn't play particularly well, but it could have been easily 4-0 based on, been, on the way the game I think, spe- especially in the, the first half, um, you know, they had a lot of territory, a lot of possession. I think the clearest chance was Goldson's header at the back post. Yeah, I thought it? Scotty Arfield missed a sitter yeah. you know, from six yards. Yeah. He miskipped it. That, early, that was early on, wasn't yeah. it? But I mean, Goldson's header, I mean, he's totally free at the back post yeah. he's just got to hit a target and it, and it goes in Windass's header was similar in the, the second half good that, save that was, that was a, no the one that went over the bar oh yeah sorry for, yeah. for six yards so I've, no there was there was chances there and they should be further in front um, and I think listen I, I'm I'm confident Rangers will go through but uh, as I say I think they would have just liked, a, liked another goal to make it more comfortable Okay, well, obviously you'll get all the information from the return leg as it happens with a live blog at dailyrecord.co.uk on Twitter and Facebook as well. And we'll be back to analyse it um, in the days and hours after the game. So that's all from us today. Uh, We'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis of all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you you can do that by tweeting us at Record Sport, at Johnny R. McFarlane to talk to me or at Scott McDermott 8 to have a chat with Scott. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it becomes available and if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Through your crystal dreams, on the edge of desire.